0: Hey guys, welcome back to With Joy, a podcast where we learn about amazing experiences of successful people across the world. Today we'll be talking to Stephanie Mears and Austin Collins two prominent people within finances. As a child on the street with drug-addicted parents, Stephanie transitioned and grew into a millionaire with a plethora of amazing initiatives, including a nonprofit, radio and TV shows, podcasts, businesses, consulting firms, books, and many more. Additionally, her colleague, Austin, is greatly involved within finances, including working with youth for financial literacy and working as a registered investment advisor. Let's go on in and have a chat with them. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Austin. How are you guys doing?
1: Amazing. Fantastic.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> I know, COVID-19 really crazy. Austin here, our audience can't see this, but Austin here has a mask, so everyone here is... Perfectly prepped for COVID-19. Now, as we're beginning to talk about you guys, I know I previously got the wonderful opportunity to chat with you guys a bit, but if you don't mind, could you talk a bit more about yourself? Maybe let's start with Stephanie first.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Hi. So my name is Stephanie Mears. I am the vice president of Desert Capital Management Group. I am a CEO of Empower Hour, a president of the Butterfly Element, which is a nonprofit author, speaker, and podcaster. Amazing. And Austin, how are you?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, well, it's always hard to follow up.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I'm Austin, born and raised in Sacramento. I uh, went to Sac State, got a degree in finance and international business. I'm pursuing my master's in financial planning. I am the registered investment advisor at Desert Capital Management, and I had the pleasure of working with Stephanie for about eight months now. Nine
0: months. I mean, you guys definitely are quite the dynamic duo, and I gotta say, you guys are both very much within finances. So, before your current state of such achievement and a somewhat glorious life, let's say, How did you guys begin on this
1: road? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. So, I actually knew like nothing about finances really, except for what my master's had, had taught me. So, like, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, being educated is extremely important. I, I'm happy I have my master's degree, but honestly, my master's was not in economics. So, I didn't learn a lot about uh, the economy side of things as well. However, I also didn't realize how much I would love the world of finance. And so, a few uh, eight years back, I actually ended up starting at this firm. And honestly, it's like, one of the funnest things to do. Dillion, working with finances is really fun. It's never boring. It's very unique. You find and meet some wonderful people along the way, and I honestly can tell you it's been one heck of a ride, but amazing, absolutely amazing.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's great to hear. (laughs) How about you, Austin? How are you doing within finances and everything? How did you start?
2: Good. Good. I think my first exposure to finance, I know she said hers was in her master's. Mine was, I'd say, in high school. I was in an economics class and we ran a stock market. Pretty much it was a game. that just mimicked the actual stock market and it ranked you nationally. And I think that's when I really realized that I liked it and it was interesting because at the end of the year, we, we had ranked ninth in the nation, which is pretty good. We were only or short from actually getting to go on a trip to Wall Street.
1: Yeah, and then my grandma gave
2: me like a thousand bucks when I was in college and said, hey, invest it, see what you can do with it. I think that's when it really started actually. Bought a lot of Tesla stuff. So. <laughs>
0: I mean, that's kind of crazy. I'm really impressed that you guys got such nice opportunities. And Austin, you started a lot more back compared to Stephanie. So it's great that you guys are both on this path. Now, obviously, were there any specific moments in your life that perhaps triggered you to think or even consider finances? I mean, why did you transition to finances rather than like healthcare or anything like that? Yeah,
2: I think that's a good question, because I spent a lot of time in college, just kind of confused on what I was actually doing there. I was in the business program. I was doing international business, and it just really wasn't all that satisfying to me. I like, I need something more practical, maybe applicable. So, I mean, it was one day I just realized I looked at that account that I had put all that money into, and I said, you know what, I want to be where the money's at. So I want to set myself up for the future as well. So I, I thought that was a good move into that field.
0: Absolutely. The planning ahead does definitely make a huge difference. And I mean, here you are. Good for you. Yeah. So I guess for the both of you guys, were there any challenges or setbacks that may have, you know, maybe discouraged you a bit from going on this path, but you were able to overcome it or anything like that for you guys?
1: Um, I'll go first. So one of the biggest things uh, that's extremely discouraging when you first come into the financial industry is you get a lot of people, uh, especially when you're really young, that really are questioning, well, do you know what you're doing? Of course, um, a lot of no's. So it is actually extremely discouraging at first, but once you have a flow, once you have the uh, way of doing it once you've learned how to process things it's amazing how like once you've gotten the handle with the hang of things how easily everything kind of flows from there but the first few months the first year really is kind of um it it can be quite difficult sometimes because it's trying to find your own flow your own game your own way of doing things in a world that is so unique but once you find your flow it's just wonderful it's absolutely amazing yeah,
2: for sure. I'm still fairly new in the industry, but I've experienced as a barrier um, age. My age is a barrier because when I talk to older people, I've actually had people tell me I'm too young to manage their money, which is kind of weird to hear considering they don't manage their <laughs> own money. Right. <laughs> you know, well, who is qualified? Yeah, I would say that's that's somewhat of a barrier that I would need to overcome personally.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, after all, it's just a matter of time. And even in other fields, like for example, like doctors, you see these young residents that graduate and people question their experience because of their age. So this is definitely kind of a universal problem for sure. Yeah. So I guess specifically for you, Stephanie, I know that you previously came out of a circumstance of, you know, not a great, great start as in like homelessness and other circumstances. Eventually though, like you're kind of basically self-made in a sense, right? Like you became a, a millionaire, you worked towards your goals, you did so much. So how did you feel throughout this experience and how are you able to really transform your life from there?
1: absolutely so yeah you're right so my life I did start as a unfortunately a child on the streets uh, with the drug addicted parents and saw some really really bad things however it's always been and will always be my mindset of you know you can either make excuses or you can leave and you can change your life to be whatever you want it to be and so with that what's really great is this industry the financial industry can give you so many opportunities to make money but also do and help a lot of people it's almost a great bystander of of just Helping people one of the biggest things for me is mindset like if you have a great mindset and you have a positive mindset but you have a really great strategic plan in the process and then actually take action it's amazing how when you you can start from nothing and turn yourself into whatever you choose to be. And granted, my my goals, I'm still not at my goals yet, right? Mm-hmm. But i sure in the heck I'm not homeless anymore, right. and I'm, I'm doing really, really well overall. And granted, I still have, like I said, a really long ways to go from where I want to be, mm-hmm. but the reality is I'm continuing to progress. And that, to me, is very important to keep working toward my goals. And in the end, you know, maybe I'll never hit the exact goals that I have, but the reality is I'm sure in the heck further than I ever was. Was
0: before. I mean, definitely. I see this more and more, especially with the guests I interview, with the people I meet. There's always such a big difference between how a person perceives their challenges. And clearly, you personally were able to overcome that and develop that ambitious and hardworking mindset. So how did you begin your journey towards making the big bucks and becoming a millionaire in itself? How did you get started? Did anyone help you? How the heck did you get
1: there? Yeah, so the biggest ones is I definitely had help. So there's several things. Um, One, I had a great mentor who kind of helped me realize that fear was holding me back. And so once I um, realized how much fear had held me back, I had... Made a very long list of all those fears and I started conquering them in and, and my own way. Everybody has their own ways of conquering fears. Mine was some therapy. One of the biggest ones was going skydiving. That was one of wow. the biggest things. I was really, really freaked out about plane and height. So I went skydiving and ever since then, I'm not afraid of either as much as I used to be. And then I also learned, you know, even though I'm fearful of things, I'm going to push past that fear and become successful. That was really important to me. My mentor massively helped me. I also found people who were successful and just started to implement anything that those people were doing in my own life. So if I saw somebody who was really successful with their family, I would say, okay, so what are you doing? How are you doing this? And try to take guidelines from them because the reality is if you follow success, you're more likely to be successful. Yeah. And so that for me was really important. And so I've just taken little tidbits from a lot of different people. I had a great mentor and now, and that's why I try to help so many people now because if I would not have had that mentor that had told me about these this mass fear that I had that I didn't even realize I had, I would not be where I am today.
0: And it's so important to give back to the community. <laughs> well, I mean, obviously you were there before. So for you especially, I'm sure that it would have been something you understood more down to your core. For this mentor figure in your life, How were you able to find them? Was this a coincidence? Like what happened there?
1: It was, it was a complete accident, actually. Um, He he called me in for an interview into the position I have actually, well, not position I have, but the company. And at first I was kind of like, this seems too good to be true because I have a lot of energy normally. And so it's very rare that somebody can keep up with my energy. And so he was able to keep up with my energy, but also like totally understand me and and see where I was coming from. So it was very rare, but I do believe that people are put into our paths for a reason. And I do believe that, you know, that, that person was supposed to be there to mentor me because I had no one else to mentor me my entire life until I was 28 years old. And then once I had somebody to mentor me, it was amazing because I have gone from, you know, a very scared 28 year old person who would still achieve some things to a 37 year old person who, I I mean, it's amazing how much has happened in eight years. Let's, Let's just say that a lot has happened in eight years because of the mentor. And that's why I'm all about, you know, helping as many people as I can, because it's, you never know when that right person crosses your path and how much you can influence people's lives.
0: Absolutely. And one last question before we move on to Austin, <laughs> how did you, you know, really kickstart into that? Did you like begin businesses? What did you do to, you know, become where you are? What were like the steps along the way?
1: Oh, uh, well, there's a lot of steps. Um, so. <laughs> It's so funny, I've been all about following my intuition and what I feel is right. And so, you know, with the company, with our the financial world, I had a great mentor and somebody who had been doing it for, you know, 30 years. So he knew exactly what he was doing. So I was pretty much following whatever he had said. And um, it's amazing because he knew what he was talking about. So that was really wonderful. But I did, I started a women's empowerment group. I started taking on the, the nonprofit to help out women and children. So that way people could, could uh, make donations, but still get a tax write-off in the process there's so many different avenues that I'm able to help at this time but it's all because that intuition that felt right I just kept going in those directions and I had to keep conquering fears each time I did something new because it's scary to write a book about your life and it's scary <laughs> to start a company and it's scary to to mentor somebody even because sometimes you're like well what if I screw up their life on accident you know But the, <laughs> right. but the reality is, is I can tell them hey this is where I came from this is what mm-hmm. I did and you're welcome to do whatever you think is right but this is what i did and you know here's a couple suggestions right you know as long as your heart's in the right place and you're trying really hard to do your best and putting action in place the reality is is there's a good chance you're going to be successful in the end and even with the businesses even though they're scary you know sometimes they fail and sometimes they do really really good all you can really do is continue to try hard and progress every day like i said before
0: oftentimes people find failure to be the dead end but honestly speaking failure is only a dead end if you think of it like that. In reality, it's an opportunity to really learn and get even more ahead. So I definitely agree with that. Now, obviously, Austin here, he also went through something similar. I mean, at least, why did you, Austin, decide to go into, you know, youth and financial literacy? That's also something that is quite specific within the field of finances. So what really propelled you in that direction?
2: Yeah, I think it's just a the statistics on it is a majority of people, and at least in the US, is financial literacy rate is just abysmal, pretty much. And it's, after talking to a lot of the youth and, and teaching some classes, you could just see that it's, they're very foreign concepts for things that we use every day in our lives. It's kind of sad because somewhat of an abstraction, well, money is to these people, so they don't understand the true power they have with money rather than they just live day to day, they're setting themselves up for that kind of lifestyle where they, they live paycheck to paycheck because they're in that consumer cycle and they don't realize that there's another way to live and to me that's the driving force is seeing these young people and telling them the earlier you get started, the earlier you change your mindset, the better off you will be five, ten years down the road because you won't be thinking like everybody else that's stuck in the rat race.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, even in TV shows and everything, we always see people who are barely just making their monthly rent. Nevertheless, like other bills for utilities and stuff. So I think it's so important. What was the first time you truly decided to pursue this realm and make an impact in the community regarding this issue?
2: I think the the catalyst for me was I was I was at a party, actually, and I was talking to this guy that was actually pretty... I mean, when you hear his story, he was... He seemed pretty established, like he should have been very established at the point. He had a very high paying job. You know, he was in a career that he liked, but he was unhappy because financially he had nothing going for him. He was he was living paycheck to paycheck, which kind of blows my mind that people that can make so much money yet are still extremely broke. You know, and I think that just goes back to the old adage that broke is temporary and poor is eternal. Because if you got that poor mindset, then your hope is going to be poor. You know, if you got those spending habits like a poor person, then that's it, you know? So I think that was the catalyst for me. It just I realized like, wow, this guy is so young. He's got his life together, but yet he, I mean, five, ten years down the road, he's probably still going to be just as broke as he is now. And that was just crazy to me. It was, it was insane because it's how can you make so much money and yet still have none? And it, it kind of goes back to my favorite thing to say to the to the younger people. Um, <laughs> not that old, but to like people younger, way younger than me, is is people often spend money they don't have to buy things that they don't want to impress people they don't know. Oh. Um, and that's kind of how a society is set up right now. Everybody's trying to impress someone else or trying to flex on the gram, <laughs> and it's it, just, it doesn't make any sense because yeah. <laughs> the bank account is empty. You know, it's. So, so that was the catalyst to me, I think, for younger people. They need to get started earlier. And after talking to that guy, I was like, okay, you know, we got to nip it in the bud, like, early on.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, how often do we see people who know how to do taxes and they turn into an adult? They're like, what the heck am I supposed to do? I think definitely society does not prep us in many ways, especially when our entire life revolves around finances at a lot of points In time. So that kind of gives us a bit more context as to how you got started within, you know, really promoting that side of community. So Stephanie, how did you get started with the organization that you created the butterfly element? Why did you decide to, you know, put your foot down and really get started in creating that impact?
1: Yeah, so I started in Power Hour, and what it was is honestly, I, I was just in a car with a girlfriend we were about to go to an appointment or something, and we are both like, I want to meet with other women who are not going to judge me, and I want women who just love on each other and supportive, and I mean, just something that seems so basic, but that's all we wanted, you know? And yeah. so, um, in this conversation, we are like, you know, we should start something like that. I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do yes. it. And, and I was like, I want to do like a monthly thing where we get to see these women and just be supportive and loving and... And no caddy and just all this amazingness. And she's like, I want to do an uh, annual big summit event type thing. I'm like, great, that sounds like super fun. So within 45 minutes, we ended up having Empower Hour like set up right. where we had a board of directors already in mind. We already had the location set up. We had pretty much everything set up. I was like, well, apparently this is meant to be. Right? Um, Right. So our first meeting we had around, I think it was like between 50 and 60 women that showed up to our very first meeting. And it was apparent to me at that point that, wow, this really is a need out there. Not just something that me and my girlfriend are like, hey, we really could use that right now. But it was a need, uh, a bigger need than we anticipated. And now it's turned into something quite quite a bit larger than we ever anticipated. Honestly, we always anticipated it just to be like a a nice group of girls that are wonderful and women that wanna support each other to Branches around the United States, with followers around the world. I mean, it's been a big impact on a lot of people. And we've been able to help women and children on the streets because of Empower Hour and the butterfly element, the nonprofit that the funds go through. And it's amazing how when women come to you and say, you know, I don't have enough money to cover rent because I was fired or whatever. And especially in this time, you know, um, there's also homeless camps in the area. And we help these children who are being sex trafficked quite often. We also help women who just need food or supplies or I mean whatever that those needs are we try really hard to try really hard to cover as much as we can and if we can't we give them the right resources to be able to help them but we've helped with everything from getting people these women jobs to to help them with you know houses and getting a place to live to getting them a car to and then some of the basic needs like food and stuff like that too and it all comes from the heart of knowing what it feels like to not have any of that stuff, including food, to want to help again in this world when I have you know, so much opportunity in front of us to be able to help, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. And it really shows the difference between like sympathy and empathy because you are someone that actually went through it. That's the difference. That's why I'm sure that you're able to really enforce that with a lot more passion because you understand it to its yeah. core. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. So I guess with that being said, What really motivated you? For example, I know you do a radio show um, on Beverly Hills and stuff. So how is that going for you?
1: So I have a radio show here in Sacramento. It's 105.5. The money is what it's called. Uh, it's a radio show and it's uh, called Empower Hour with Stephanie Mears. And then we have an office in Beverly Hills as well for the consulting and coaching program. So there's, again, a lot of different hats that I wear. I have a lot of energy and a lot of help. And if I did not have the help, I, there's no way any of this would ever get done. But it's amazing how, you know, a year ago, I had never been on a podcast. A year wow. ago, I had never written a book. A year ago, I had never done a TV show. I had never done any of the stuff I'm doing right now. And now I've been wow. on a 75 podcasts. I've been on, I have a radio show, I have two books, which this guy right here is a great illustrator uh, for the second book And, and just so many different things. And it's amazing how in one year you can achieve your goals once you get past your fears.
0: Absolutely. I mean, Stephanie, that's crazy. One year, girl, you really grinding hard. I mean, really cheers to yeah. you.
1: We also have a, a consulting firm too that helps people take their macro ideas and put them into a, a micro, a micro uh, perspective. So, so they're, they're thinking, oh, I have a wonderful, like I've had so many people come to me. I have a wonderful idea to do this. And I'm really good at saying, okay, well, here's your big idea. Here's how to make it reality. And so I've started a consulting firm called Crown Consulting, so I help with that, too. We also have a coaching program for people who want to be coached or want to learn how to become coaches. Um, And that's all through uh, Esper by Design, a coaching program that I also am implementing as well. Also will help women and and men, not just women, um, really help themselves get to new levels, either being coached or becoming a coach to help other people. And that's all happened in the last year.
0: That's what I'm saying. It's crazy how you're able to do so much random, like seemingly random things in the world of finance, but it's all, at the same time, it's so connected, too, because it's all really reliant on the ties between the community and everything like that. I think that's fantastic. And honestly, Stephanie, I'm sure you have a ton of other stuff coming within the next year. I don't know about 2020, but hey, if you're this far within a year, who knows what you have in store. For everyone listening, I know that it's difficult. The starting point, honestly, though, most people tell me this, and I personally experience this a lot. I'm sure you guys have as well. But usually the starting point is truly one of the hardest once you gain that momentum, once you're in that mindset once you have mentors like Stephanie and Austin talked about you're really set guys so don't worry about that aspect until you know you actually try dip your toe in it so I guess with everything that's said between um, Stephanie and Austin do you guys both have any main message to sum up your entire life experience (laughs) I know that's a lot to ask (laughs) but If anyone was ever in something similar, or maybe they're just stuck there, they don't know what to do. And you know, I know Stephanie, your podcast talks about not being stuck, right? So if anyone's feeling like they're kind of stuck, they're scared to go for that one thing that Austin mentioned, they're scared to move for that one step first. Is there any big main message that you guys want to talk about
1: there? I would definitely say a few things actually. One is um, if you're stuck and you really can't figure it out, Find a mentor, find a coach, find a financial coach. So a lot of people won't even start in the financial world because they're scared about what's going to happen. Well, find somebody who can help you if you are really that stuck. If you can find somebody who can help you and get you to that next level, it, it does nothing but help you in the long run. Also, if you're having a hard time mentally, especially with this year, it's it's ca- caused a lot of problems for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, therapy is really important too for a lot of people. A lot of people are doing therapy online with a, obviously with a person, but like through Zoom, when we're through. It doesn't have to be in person, and don't feel don't feel that you can't reach out to a therapist because they're here to help you. They're not here to judge you. The reality is, is the first step is making those changes for yourself. And if you can't figure it out yourself, get help. Always get help. And I, I'm all about getting coaches and therapists and mentors and the more help you can get and the other thing that I really love is always have more intelligent people around you as often as you can in the same room because if I'm the stupidest person in the room that just means I'm gonna learn a whole lot more from everyone else around me and that always makes me feel really good knowing that I can learn so much not that I'm stupid because I'm not but I always (laughs) learn something from other people yeah for sure I mean
0: (laughs) wait a
2: minute (laughs) <laughs> actually getting started and making it actually actually manageable, rather than looking at the, the goal as a whole, maybe just say you're trying to read a book, a lot of people won't even start, right? They're, I don't know why. Yeah. But just get the book out. Just set it out. Just start off like that right. I and mean, just make it, take baby steps and really just make it more manageable. It'll really reduce the fear, but yeah, also get started financially clearly um is i think the take home here because it's i mean the earlier you get started the more time you have to take advantage of that compounding interest and i mean <laughs> go look that up if you don't know what it is i think we're running out of time <laughs> <but>. <laughs> it'll change yeah. your life
0: Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I guess really to summarize both of your points, in reality, guys, when you think about it, there's nothing you do that no one else has done before. So if you really try to find something else to help you, remember, it's not about hurting your ego. It's not about people laughing at you. No one's judging you here. It's your life, right? Nobody actually looks at you and scrutinizes you for that. So don't be afraid to take that step forward. If you fail, hey, guess what? Next step is gonna be better for you then, right? Obviously, everyone's financial condition and circumstances are different, but do you guys have any universal tips within finances that you would provide to people to let them stay on top of their game within finances?
2: I mean, a lot of people will hear everything. They'll hear the advice, but they'll never take that first step to actually open an account or start a retirement plan. A lot of people have a lot of the retirement held in their, in their house, which can be scary. Right. <laughs> it, as you said, everybody's financial situation is different. So for compliance reasons, it's kind of hard to talk about this <laughs> uh, right tiptoe around it but,
1: uh, the thing I would add is uh, we would also say if you're really confused on, on where you're at currently get a financial portfolio analysis yeah. if you haven't gotten a portfolio analysis done um, you know we do one for free so if that's something you're interested in we can um, if you just have uh, if it's okay you're welcome to go ahead and send us a text at 474747 and we will for free give you a free analysis honestly the biggest thing about this whole thing is just getting started so if you have no idea where you're at currently how are you supposed to know where to go go in the future but exactly. if you where you're at you can move forward with a plan and we are not about selling anything we're not about you know we all we care about is that we're helping people and helping them move forward that's all that matters to us and so start with a free portfolio analysis somewhere that will give you a huge help as to where to go for the future get help, <laughs> get help. The help.
0: i mean absolutely and that kind of nicely transitions to our last bit about How can our audience, you know, reach out to you guys? And is there anything you guys are currently working on that they can check out for themselves?
1: absolutely so there's uh, we always have a lot going on which I'm sure you could tell. I'm sure <laughs> um, but there's so yeah of course so we're offering that free portfolio analysis if you're out of the country um, we, we can get the link to you if you're interested on the other side of like the coaching program and everything else if they want to check out the consulting coaching book any of that other side they're welcome to check out my website at stephaniemears.com or text me for a free book at seven nine seven nine seven nine so a lot of opportunities. And then we have a bunch of other really great projects coming out. Uh, we're having an empower hour compilation book of Ooh, okay. women that are part of empower that wanted to write their stories, talk about their lives without feeling overwhelmed by publishing an entire book. So they're writing little stories about themselves and motivational and educational stories to basically then compulate together to in one big book that then talks about how we as women can overcome so many different things and it's got everything from a woman with who has MS and can barely do a lot of physical stuff to uh to a woman who retired a few years ago and she's restarting her entire life and she's 72 I mean it's just it's amazing the book is just gonna massively vary um in so many amazing ways and then I also just did another compilation book with authors around the world wow that's coming out on September uh, 6th so a lot of really great stuff coming out super (laughs) excited.
0: I mean, come on, Stephanie. Who would have known, right? Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, with all that being said, for your socials, how can people hit you up? Talk about what you talked about in this episode or life in general. How can they reach you out there?
2: Yes, yeah, so I have an Instagram. It's Austin underscore the underscore first. My name is spelled A U S T I N, and if you'd like any more financial advice or tips or anything like that, or just want to get a portfolio um, review, you could go to D S R T C P T L dot com, Desert And
1: you're also welcome to visit me on my website again at Stephanie S T E P H A N I E M E A R S E dot com, or on Facebook or Instagram, and it's all just under Stephanie Mears.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Thank you guys so much. It's been such a great pleasure talking to you guys. It's been a wild ride too, listening to your stories. But anyways, thank you so much for sharing your insight. It's definitely such a unique narrative that I'm sure so many people haven't heard of before. And I know that it'd be great if they could see people who have been in similar situations. So thank you so much for being on with Joy.
1: Thank you so much for having us. Thank you.
0: All in all, it's always hard to implement any form of change in your life. But realistically speaking, the starting point will be the most challenging aspect, which could be supported through a positive mindset. Next week, we'll be talking to Chantelle Allen, a life coach who will talk about her experience with anxiety seizures that lasted 24 hours. Stay tuned by following us at With Joy Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. All episodes are released every Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you all next week. Thank you